time for another hour of community-based programming. You're listening to 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Thursday, May 4th. Camden County Prosecutor Rochelle Grosvenor says her office has hit the ground running. Grosvenor took office in January, and her office reports that they've already charged more than 260 felony crimes. The prosecutor's office has also successfully prosecuted felony defendants for a combined 443 years in prison. The prosecutor's office includes five prosecutors, two investigators, two victims' advocates, and support staff. Grosvenor told Lake Expo it's been a trial by fire as this spring saw multiple murders and a string of serious felonies in Camden County. The Springfield Cardinals are under new ownership. The team announced this week that they would be sold to Diamond Baseball Holdings. Diamond owns and operates select minor league baseball clubs that are connected with Major League Baseball. Among them, the AAA Memphis Redbirds. The Springfield Cardinals' connection with the St. Louis Cardinals remains the same, and you can still catch a great game for a great price in Springfield. And from boating to concerts to events for car and motorcycle fans, there's plenty to do at the lake in May. The 35th Annual Magic Dragon Street Meet Nationals is this Friday through Sunday on the Bagnell Dam Strip. The Spring Harbor Hop is this Saturday as well. And if music is your thing, check out the Blues Fest this Sunday at Shawnee Bend Vineyard. It's free to get in. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. Serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan Counties. Online at adairs-animals.com or call 573-378-8739, 573-378-8739. with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. High school baseball last night. Camdenton won their eighth of their last nine games. They are now 26-4 and on the season after beating Rolla last night. Action today, weather permitting, 16-8 and Eldon will take on Southern Boone at the Fulton Tournament. Southern Boone, very good too this year. 5-15 and 15 Osage will be taking on Buffalo. The Indians come off a win over Lakeway. 8-14 and 14 Versailles will be at Skyline. The Tigers coming off a win over uh, Calvary Lutheran. Action tomorrow as well. Eldon will be busy in the Fulton Tournament, and uh, Camdenton will play again on Saturday. College baseball, Mizzou Tigers 25-19. and 19. They come off a 9-7 to 7 win over Kansas earlier in the week. They open a series today at home against Ole Miss in SEC play. MSU Bears, they have won 14 of their last 16 games, and they uh, beat Omaha 11-9 on Tuesday. They will open a series tomorrow 
at Murray State. In uh, the softball world, the Mizzou ladies, 31-22. and 22. They have a weekend series coming up at home against Arkansas. And the MSU ladies have won 21 of their last 23. They have a series coming up this weekend on the road against Murray State. Major League Baseball, Cardinals just 10-21. and 21. They've lost their first two at home against the Angels. They'll close out that series today. The Royals are 8-23. and 23. They split the first two games of their home series against the O's. Rubber game of that series is today against Baltimore. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, including Weekend at the Lake with David Leatherberry, letting you know all the great things coming up in the lake area for you. Be sure you check out Weekend at the Lake on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. There is a saying that there is no free lunch, meaning there is a cost to everything, even when it appears to be free. Your free account on social media costs you invisible connections to companies trying to sell you stuff. So it is, even with Key Radio, because there are costs to bring you local programming, and we need your help to pay the bills. If you love our purpose, please donate. If you need to use advertising dollars, Key Radio can give you a promotional benefit of sponsorship underwriting. Key Radio features programs in every area of life, politics, business, family, entertainment, education, faith, and media. In Christian circles, we refer to this as the Seven Mountains. We don't relegate any of these subjects to once a week, and we seek content rooted in truth more than opinion. If you have a message to get across, contact Bill M. at OrionCenter.org to talk about how Key Radio can help. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Lake TV brings you five local shows to let you know what's going on and help you get to know our area's movers and shakers. Lake TV also brings you live high school football and basketball and a weekly coaches show. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku, Amazon Fire, and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key.
Hey, good morning. It is 8.07. Thank you so much for joining us. It is another marvelous day. Outstanding, wonderful, all of the uh, adverbs and adjectives that uh, play up a marvelous day at the lake. I mean, this is just perfect. And we've got a big fishing tournament in town this week. Um, um, You know, I say we have a big fishing tournament in town this week. We always have a lot of fishing tournaments in town, but this is the, uh, I believe this is the FLW, and I was uh, listening to my counterpart on another radio station, and he said that, uh, or the guest he was talking with was Captain Jack Uxa, and uh, apparently you can go somewhere and watch as the fishermen are out on the lake today, and uh, we've got some local guys uh, competing. I believe Joe Grafman is one of those folks that is uh, competing in this uh, tournament here on the Lake of the Ozarks, and it brings in a lot of big names from around the country, and I would imagine around the world that are into uh, bass fishing. So uh, good luck to all of the fishermen out there today. We hope that uh, you get exactly what it is you're looking for. Some will, some won't, but uh, for those of us that live here, it may not be a bad idea to maybe, I don't know, if you want to kind of get, don't get too close to them. But to uh, get close enough to you, you can see where the uh, the big ones are, are, are hitting. But uh, I would imagine uh, today and throughout the uh, weekend, you're going to get a lot of folks that are going to be out there searching the lake for the uh, <clears throat> prize-winning bass or how many ever you need in order to uh, get the job done. So good luck to all of you folks. So yesterday, I've done something now that I can honestly say I've never done before. And I can check it off my bucket list. I got to jackhammer yesterday, and there's just something about holding a 60, 70-pound jackhammer and busting through concrete. And just, you know, it's just a, I don't know if there are women out there that like to jackhammer, but I know that there are, are some men out there that like to jackhammer or at least have used the jackhammer. Obviously, I wouldn't recommend it for everyone, <clears throat> you know. But uh, it was it was fun. It was exciting, and uh, I thought after getting done and, and looking at the uh, progress and the work that we were able to complete as a result of uh, jackhammering, that maybe this is something I should have considered as a career at some point in my life. You know, that would have been would have been amazing. Well, you're still young. You can you can jackhammer on the side. That's right. <laughs> I thought I'll go rent one and go around the neighborhood. There you go. And uh, do some demo for people. I think that's perfect. Uh, you can you can go around and say, hey, it uh, looks like your driveway's coming up there. Let me jackhammer. Let me help you out. Let me jackhammer that corner out. And <laughs> come back with the concrete later, and we'll we'll lay some concrete and repair your driveway. I found out that the city of Florissant has contacted my mother and said, your driveway. Is uh, is an eyesore. Oh no! And you need to uh, you need to fix it. And I said, do they realize you're 88 years old? Uh, she said, probably, maybe, maybe not. My sister's looking into it, but uh, well, I hope, why I hope the city of Florissant goes easy on an 88 year old woman on a fixed income who's just you know just just trying to get through her physical therapy every day. But her son works the jackhammer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Take your jackhammer down there. I can do that much. I can do that much for her. Hey, you know when you were talking about the fishing tournaments. Do you know that the guys cannot fish the lake 30 days prior yeah. to fishing tournament? I, uh-huh. I, I just yeah. found that out. Because Joe usually helps out with the veterans that were here last week, you know, and that when the guys come down from, when the veterans come down from Iowa, this year it was women. But he usually does um, a tour, but yeah, he couldn't because he's fishing this tournament this weekend. So. Well, 
those are the uh, <clears throat> those are the things that you have to consider and keep in mind. Obviously, they don't want you down here scouting it out too far ahead of time. Let's take a look at the weather right now. Uh, 49 degrees in Osage Beach, 78 the high, partly cloudy this morning, becoming overcast this afternoon. Showers this evening, becoming a steady rain overnight, low of 57. And then for tomorrow, uh, looks like morning rain and a high of 70. Get this, sunny and 91 on Saturday. Partly cloudy and 90 on Sunday. Some scattered thunderstorms in 83 on Monday of next week. Morning showers in 87 on Tuesday. Morning thunderstorms in 88 on Wednesday. Partly cloudy and 86 on Thursday. And then it looks like uh, maybe some scattered thunderstorms next weekend, but we'll wait for that because, uh, well, we've got a lot of good things coming up this weekend. One thing that is definitely coming up is uh, the Homegrown Festival over on 93.5 Rocks the Lake, and I'll be there Helping out with a live broadcast and seeing all of these uh, great bands that are going to be coming out two until six at Dog Days. And the proceeds from the sale of these commemorative uh, glasses that they have goes to Kids Harbor. So going to help some folks out in the process and have a good time on Sunday. I hope you can make it out there. It's going to be great. <laughs> Haven't uh, had the chance to get out to the Homegrown uh, Festival for a while. But uh, Bob Ice and I will be there, and so will uh, four bands, and uh, hopefully you'll be there as well. And make sure you grab something good to eat and cold to drink while you're hanging out there. looks like uh, the weather is going to be perfect for it. Sunny, as I said, on Saturday and a high of 91, partly cloudy and 90 for the Homegrown Festival on Sunday. Current lake level at 656.98, river level at 551.93. Surface water temp at 58 degrees. Mindy Sales is here, as you can tell, and our guest in studio this morning, Mindy, is... Michael Byington from the Lake of the Ozarks Blue Society. Good morning. Good morning, Michael. It's good to have you here. Thanks good for stopping by. Yeah. Is this, uh, is this uh, like a little early for you? Are you an early riser? Or? Uh, yeah, it's a little bit early. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, musicians tend to. Uh, yeah, was, uh, yeah was, we work late. so we Wasn't going to lump you into the pile with the rest of them, but I thought, well, you know, if they're out, you know, especially Blues Society, because you guys have a, a monthly get-together. We each, do. Each yeah. and every uh, mm-hmm. month at uh, different locations. That's and right. It, it moves around, and I used to get the newsletter. Yeah. Well, I we'll have to put you back on the mailing list. Yeah, that'd be great because I enjoy yeah. that. And I enjoy promoting it because it's a fun event. Yeah. And it gets people of all skill levels together. And I know mm-hmm. you encourage people to bring out your uh, uh, your instruments. And, and uh, they've got, uh, I believe, a host band every month. Is that how it works? Well, it's a little bit different the last couple of years. I don't know how long it's been since you've been to um, um, a it's blues been a, jam. It's been a while, yeah. Yeah. Um, we have them on the second Tuesday of every month. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it'll be a Wednesday. You gotta, you know, be sure to check our Facebook page and our website to, to make sure that you're up on the date. But, um, it, we, we do move it around different, uh, uh clubs around the uh, lake area. And we've got our own band now that, uh, derived of members of the blue society who are professional musicians. You know, all of us that are in the, uh, we call it the, it's the L O T O B S band. So obviously it's a lot of BS band. All right. So, um, so the lot of BS band is made up of members from, um, other bands that, that play professionally around the lake area. Then once a month we will get together and we will start the jam session off. We started, uh, uh, 7 PM and we'll do the first set. And then afterwards, uh, we invite the jammers to come up and, um, and we will do that for however long it takes to get through all the jammers, you know. 
and uh, then we'll typically do the last set. So uh, then, then, then the evening's usually over between nine. I'm uh, between ten and say ten thirty. It's you know. Sometimes I go to bed that late, and I still get up at four o'clock, four thirty every morning. <laughs> Try to anyway. It's um, it's a radio thing. Once you've done mornings for you know as long as I've done mornings over twenty years, mm-hmm. then it just comes naturally. Sleeping in is like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. Oh my goodness, yeah. that's not even right. Yeah, no, well, no, I agree with you. Yeah, that's it's just it's just built it into the, your internal chronometer <laughs> or whatever you use uh, as far as. Uh, Getting up and, and getting going. So you are uh, a musician. Tell us uh, exactly what it is that you play. I know it's uh, something that I've, I've heard you play before, but uh, talk a little bit about, uh, about um, what you do. I play sax. Um, I started when, in, in the school program mm-hmm. uh, way back way back in the day um, in fourth grade. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, long time ago. You so. were a saxophone too, KB? Trumpet player. Trumpet, Trumpet player. Right. Brass, well, yeah. baritone, tuba, whatever you, whatever you needed. Whatever yeah. you could pucker up to, right? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Pucker up there, buttercup. <laughs> yeah, so I started back in uh, fourth grade and um, went through the school program. Was very blessed to have one of the great um, uh, high school band instructors um, for St. Louis area, uh, Frank Haspiel. And I believe Frank still what? was. What? Yes, sir. Frank, do you do you remember him? He was my trumpet teacher in St. Louis. You he know looked, what I'm no talking about. No way. When, he, he and his wife taught at the, uh, I believe, the was it the Olivet School District? Well, when... Was, they were school teachers. Yeah, well, when, when I was going through, he was at Pattonville and um, had been for years and, and then retired from Pattonville. So um, he had a tremendous jazz program because Frank was a... Uh, Mr. Haspiel, Mr. Was, Haspiel, yeah, yes. Mr. Haspiel, got it. Mr. Haspiel was a tremendous jazz player himself. Yes, he was. And um, so he gave private lessons, and and his emphasis was on the jazz band. And as a result, but but it was so interesting with with Mr. Haspiel because not only did he teach jazz and he taught some uh, symphonic band, but he also taught the strings. Mm. So he had this big diverse love for all kinds of music, and he and he instilled that on in all. All of his kids and um many of the uh graduates from pattonville jazz program went on to become professional musicians um i graduated with a uh, well obviously you're from st louis area right. so maybe this name will ring a bell with you he was always voted the best jazz drummer in st louis in the riverfront times and it's kevin Giannino. yes and kevin's a great friend of mine mm-hmm. so we graduated together um, and, and a lot of the guys from the band over the years ended up to be professional musicians. And I, and I attribute it to, uh, uh, Mr. Haspiel's teaching. I remember, um, I was a student of his, I took the private lessons and then we would have a recital every year mm-hmm. and we would have these huge, massive, long songs that we would have to memorize. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a girl I went to school with, Susan Dobson, she was always my accompanist. Uh-huh. And uh, she was just, I was so very fortunate to have her as an accompanist because she was such a great piano player. Yeah. And then she also played the flute in the band. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Haspiel, I, I got to tell you, he was just uh, an amazing man to learn from. Just, it, it, it would, there would be times when we wouldn't even pick up the, the instruments. He'd just sit there and he'd show me different things. 
on a sheet of music and, and just really work with me to help me understand it better. And, and it's incredible, man. What a small world. Yeah. Caspiel. It, great. Well, here's an interesting fact. So, so a few years back, um, I got contacted by some of the um, um, former graduates of, of Pattonville, and they said, we're going to honor Mr. Haspiel. And um, so, you know, we were all given his, his number, and we we sent him letters and all that kind of thing. And, and of course, he this was probably two years ago, and and I think at that time he was 97. He was living in an assisted living facility with his wife. Right. And his chops got bad for Trump, but he couldn't, he's too old to play that anymore. Sure. So he has turned to art, and now he's an artist, and he, and he does and sells paintings. I would love to have one of his paintings, but, but anyhow, pretty interesting, you know. You know, we had a, uh, we had a session or two that we did. Uh, I don't, I'm sure you're familiar with what a screamer trumpet player is. Mm-hmm. They bring him in probably about the last uh, uh, four or five measures of a, of a song just to scream that trumpet like uh, a Maynard Ferguson type of player. Oh, exactly. No, I know just what you're saying. And, and it was amazing because he was trying to show me the technique to be a screamer trumpeter. And he said, you know, so many guys have busted their lips and their careers were over. Mm. You talk about a professional athlete that uh, has a shoulder injury or a knee injury or something and it ends their career. Mm. Much like, uh, and people probably think, well, how in the world could you hurt yourself playing the trumpet? Well, it's easy to do if you're a screamer trumpet player. You've got all that blood in your lips. And it splits and uh, it really messes with your embouchure. And Mm. so you're you're just like... (laughs) Mm-hmm. I can play, but nowhere near as good as as I did back in the day. So, oh yeah, yeah. Well, he was he was a great instructor, yes, and, he and, he, and he taught life lessons. Um, just I, I can't speak highly enough of the man. He, mm-hmm. he taught life lessons. I remember, you know, you can imagine um, a band room full of kids, 150 kids in there, and sometimes it can get pretty rowdy. Mr. Haspel never raised his voice or anything. When it would get too rowdy and he would want to start music and kids weren't paying attention, he'd sit at his chair and he had a book and he'd pull out his book and he'd start reading. And within 30 seconds, the place would be dead silence. Yeah. Put his book down and grab his baton and off we go. <laughs> you know, it was really neat. That's yeah. just amazing. So, so yeah, so that was my, that was my start. Right. And, um, um, I've been playing since then, you know, there had been times in my life. I'm, I'm not a spring chicken anymore that I might've put the sacks down for a little bit of time, but, but, um, but I started playing, um, in clubs shortly after high school, then stopped for a while and then picked it back up and started, um, really pursuing it, you know, with some, um, with some seriousness, I'm not a kid anymore. Actually went to Webster University for the jazz program mm. when I was an old guy. Yeah, I went in uh, 97, I believe it was, and studied under Paul DeMarinus, a tremendous saxophone player. He was the head of the jazz department there, and um, what a blessing that was. And I'd been playing professionally for years um, when I did that. And then we moved to the lake here in 99, and... Um, um, so, uh, you know, I'd play occasionally out and, and I pastored Sunlight Christian Fellowship for, um, I guess, 16 years. Wow. Uh, we started that church and, and during that time I'd still play some, but I just wasn't, uh, as devoted to playing out very much. And afterwards when I retired, um, I've really picked it up and 
and you know doing private lessons and and I play out now I'm uh, known as Saxman Michael Byington mm-hmm. and I play uh, regularly around the lake at at HKs and Shawnee Bluff and and uh, Seven Springs and you know all over the place so yeah. so was the saxophone kind of like your bread and butter or did you do something else to supplement your income and then <laughs> you know you work your work your club gigs in when and where you could um it wasn't my bread and butter it it was it was more the butter <laughs> my can. my bread um in in St. Louis uh, for for years I taught martial arts and and um, had my own uh, martial arts studio. Well, again, if you're from St. Louis, maybe you've heard of this. It was on Lindbergh mm-hmm. in Hazelwood called American Karate, and we'd been there for from 1974. I lived in Florissant. It was just up the road. There you go. Me, not too far. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. that's. Uh, where did, where did you live? Florissant. Yeah. yeah. Whereabouts? Yeah. Vesper, which was at the corner of Patterson and Malamphy, uh-huh. that area. Yeah. Right on. Small, small world. Isn't that crazy? I'm just I, I'm sitting here watching this, and it is so cool because who knew that? You know? Yeah. I mean, the uh, wow. I went to Hazelwood Central. Did you really? I I got friends, of course. You know, yeah. like I said, I graduated from Pattonville, and and I had friends in Hazelwood. You know, one of the things I miss from where we live. You know, where I'm talking about, right? Did, the smell of the White Castle hamburgers. Yeah, buddy. Oh my gosh, I miss that so bad. We go back to St. Louis. Got to get some White Castle. <laughs> Well, there's that White Castle just off of Lindbergh down there. That's exactly right. Man. Right, and it's, uh, it not, uh, I'm trying to think of, Forest Metal Shopping Center, mm-hmm. right across the street. When when I finally sold the karate school before I moved there, that's where the karate school was at Florissant Meadow, uh-huh. or Florissant Oaks, it was across the, the road. But we started there in um, Elm Grove, which was there by the Velvet Freeze. Remember uh-huh. that in the Lazy Boy store? Yes, sir. Yeah. We were next to Lazy Boy for, that's when we started, like say, in 74, so yeah. Crazy, huh? I, I know sh- Mindy brought you in here to, to do an interview. Uh, otherwise, we could just sit here and talk about our old, our old haunts for, for hours, we Michael. Sure could. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's fun stuff. When well, you said Frank Haspiel, I, excuse me, damn near fell out of my chair. Well, you know, and, and here's another thing. You remember the Riverfront Times. One of the bands I had in St. Louis was a band called Code Blue. And mm. maybe you remember them because we played all over St. Louis. And Steve Strayhorn was our drummer. Right. Remember Steve? The name, I know Ridiculous the name. rock. He, the Riverfront Time voted him the best rock drummer every year. Uh, God bless him. He's no longer with us. But what what a – him and John Taylor on bass. Right. Was, and what a magic <laughs> pair that was. We couldn't hardly do any wrong. We used to play down, you know, up Blueberry Hill and all over the place. Sure. But, you know, yeah. Down on the Central West End. Uh-huh. We, in fact, we did the Casey Morning Show one time when not when they were on uh it was when they were down at union station down at union station uh-huh. is this and when we, they uh, when uh, uh radio rich used to do it down there at the embassy suites he he every once in a while he would do his show down there at the embassy suites on sunday morning that that wasn't this one the, uh-huh. what was the guy's name S- slam or something slash slash that's uh-huh. guy he's the one that 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 did it in the morning and we were there for i don't know it was quite a while but right you know um we had some really talented players in the band and so Oh, we did the morning show with them. It was fun. I was an intern there, and uh, really? I, I started over in Crestwood when they were over there in Crestwood, and then they mm-hmm. moved down to Union Station. Right. And when uh, they were there at first, they called me up and, and asked me to come back and help them with things, and I moved a lot of things from Quest, Crestwood right down to Union Station. Mm-hmm. And it was such a neat facility down yeah. there. 
That's amazing, Benny. That, what an icon, too, that yeah. radio station, yeah. you know, really something else. Hope to get back there one day. Yeah, that's Just, cool. you know, that, that's the one thing on the bucket list that I have. <laughs> I checked up jackhammer. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and to... to, to to pull at least one shift on Casey. Cool. That'd be great. Huh? Well, you remember, because I came in there, uh, you remember J.C. Corcoran? Yeah. Uh-huh. And the day J.C. got fired when he was in Crestwood uh, for telling, they were having issues with the phones, so mm-hmm. he flipped his beanie and told people to call uh, MS Broadcasting and complain to them about the phones. <laughs> and so people were calling <laughs> the, the parent company. And that day, he, as I was going in, they had the, they had a, a facility that sat right on Watson Road there, mm-hmm. and then down in the back is where the studios were in an old uh, drive-in movie theater. Building. Right, old '66. Yeah. Yeah. That was the name of it. Right, yeah. and and uh, it was funny because you know you run back and forth, but I remember going down there that day, and he was walking through, and he was picking up all his stuff, and off he went. And then when they opened. Uh, the new studios in uh, in Union Station. They brought him back. Mm-hmm. I think he lasted for you know a couple of months maybe. <laughs> but uh, J.C. and John Hewlett, and, yeah, uh, John Hewlett rather, and uh, Mark Don, Close was one of the guys. Mark Close, yeah. Rick Bayless, Al Hofer, mm-hmm. Drew Johnson. Um, and it was gosh, it was just so much fun. Mark Close has got his own band now. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, they had uh, Radio Rich had a band too. Yeah, they they were the Casey Classics band, but it was actually a band uh, of guys. Uh, I believe they were called Nichols. Yeah, and they were the they were his his uh, traveling band. Cool. Yeah, amazing wow. stuff. Yeah, small world, huh? Sorry to kind of leave you just <laughs> sitting, sitting over there. <laughs> so cool though. I being able to watch it from my perspective was pretty awesome. So no, I'm great, but. Um, yeah, no, I'm just, I can't believe that. That's a small world. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy small we're just, world. Uh, we're, we're at the bottom of the hour for the break, so yeah. we'll go ahead and take our break, and then when we come back, I won't say a word, and, <laughs> and you, two can, you two can coast through the rest of the conversation here this morning, but that's amazing. Yeah. That is just amazing. When you said Frank, I'm serious, when you said Frank Haspiel, I'm like, no way, this guy knows Frank I don't Haspiel. think I've seen your head move so quick. Oh, I mean, my you like Lord. jerked. Like, Mr. Haspiel and his wife are so cool. They lived over in Olivet. Precious people. Yeah, precious they lived over in Olivet. And, you, you know, just uh, unassuming people. And then you mm-hmm. go in and he sits down and puts the trumpet up to his lips and just wails. <laughs> and and the thing about it was, is I don't know if I was more in awe listening to him play because obviously you're trying to learn from the man. But it's like, hey, don't stop playing. Don't stop playing. Because he was just, he was phenomenal mm. and uh, and taught me all kinds of uh, uh, cool little tricks and, and you know, shortcuts and, and, and fun stuff that you could do. And Oh, he was fun. And, you know... St. Louis is, is in the jazz realm is considered a, a trumpet town, and Frank Haspiel he he teaches about sax, but he goes, you know, saxophones make a better lamp. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we will step aside and take our bottom of the hour break. Mindy Sales, Michael Byington, and thank you for joining us. We've got Stacy Johnson and our media partners from Lake Expo, Chris Schneider, and our media partners from Lake TV. Folks, come on back. What a great way to start uh, this Thursday morning. Right here, it's The Daily Show on Key Radio. I'm Stacy Johnson. 
and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Thursday, May 4th. Camden County Prosecutor Rochelle Grosvenor says her office has hit the ground running. Grosvenor took office in January, and her office reports that they've already charged more than 260 felony crimes. The prosecutor's office has also successfully prosecuted felony defendants for a combined 443 years in prison. The prosecutor's office includes five prosecutors, two investigators, two victims advocates, and support staff. Grosvenor told Lake Expo it's been a trial by fire as the spring saw multiple murders and a string of serious felonies in Camden County. The Springfield Cardinals are under new ownership. The team announced this week that they would be sold to Diamond Baseball Holdings. Diamond owns and operates select minor league baseball clubs that are connected with Major League Baseball. Among them, the AAA Memphis Redbirds. The Springfield Cardinals' connection with the St. Louis Cardinals remains the same, and you can still catch a great game for a great price in Springfield. And from boating to concerts to events for car and motorcycle fans, there's plenty to do at the lake in May. The 35th Annual Magic Dragon Street Meet Nationals is this Friday through Sunday on the Bagnell Dam Strip. The Spring Harbor Hop is this Saturday as well. And if music is your thing, check out the Blues Fest this Sunday at Shawnee Bend Vineyard. It's free to get in. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Key Radio needs business content and we make broadcast time affordable. Instead of merely advertising, create an hour or half hour weekly radio show to inform potential customers about your products and services. Then post the podcast to your social media page to make it work for you. We are non-commercial, so no direct selling is allowed, but use your time to educate and inform. For a small extra cost, you can be an underwriter and have your messaging play all week long. Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. High school baseball last night. Camdenton won their eighth of their last nine games. They are now 26-4 and on the season after beating Rolla last night. Action today, weather permitting, 16-8 and Eldon will take on Southern Boone at the Fulton Tournament. Southern Boone, very good too this year. 5-15 and 15 Osage will be taking on Buffalo. The Indians come off a win over Lakeway. 8-14 and 14 Versailles will be at Skyline. The Tigers coming off a win over uh, Calvary Lutheran. Action tomorrow as well. Eldon will be busy in the Fulton Tournament, and uh, Camdenton will play again on Saturday. College baseball, Mizzou Tigers 25-19. and 19. They come off a 9-7 to 7 win over Kansas earlier in the week. They open a series today at home again. Ole Miss in SEC play. MSU Bears, they have won 14 of their last 16 games, and they uh, beat Omaha 11-9 on Tuesday. They will open a series tomorrow at Murray State. In uh, the softball world, the Mizzou ladies, 31-22. and 22, They have a weekend series coming up at home against Arkansas. And the MSU ladies have won 21 of their last 23. They have a series coming up this weekend on the road against Murray State. Major League Baseball, Cardinals just 10-21. and 21. They've lost their first two at home against the Angels. They'll close out that series today. The Royals are 8-23. They split the first two games of their home series against the O's. 
Blues. Rubber game of that series is today against Baltimore. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, including Weekend at the Lake with David Leatherberry, letting you know all the great things coming up in the lake area for you. Be sure you check out Weekend at the Lake on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. Key Radio keeps you in the know. Sunrise Beach Little Theater presents a musical production of Cole Porter's Kiss Me Kate on the evenings of May 10 through the 13th at the Sunrise Beach Community Center. Admission is $20, including dessert and coffee or tea, and you may bring your own bottle and snack. Doors open at 6 p.m. and show at 7. RSVP at 573-836-0934. Message brought to you by Key Radio, KEYK 89.3 FM. This is Bill Munhausen for Creation Expo. Geologic theories have one great void. Whereas they try to explain structures like Grand Canyon, they have no unified theory tying together all of Earth's features. Dr. Walt Brown has such a theory. His hydroplate theory proposes Earth's crustal plates were supported by vast reservoirs of water under extreme pressure. The biblical flood began with a rift in the crust circling the planet, releasing fountains of subterranean water mixed with sediments into the atmosphere. Continental plates rapidly slid away from each other and continue settling into position today. It explains mid-ocean ridges, mountain ranges parallel to those ridges, the jigsaw fit of continents, ocean trenches, sedimentary and metamorphic rocks, and even the ice age, meteorites, and radioactivity. The Genesis flood began when the fountains of the great deep erupted. Creationists use historical clues from the Bible to fill in the voids in geology. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen. Available in Amazon Books. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. What makes Key Radio unique is our not-for-profit status. We pursue our purpose single-mindedly. Key Radio's purpose is building up community, not just talking about community. We invite people from our neighborhoods to be the voices on our station. They share their knowledge and experiences with the rest of us, and we're all better for it. Go to keyradio.live on the web and contact Bill to learn about getting on the radio. Positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3. The Key. key. 838. What a beautiful day. My goodness. What a just a... Just a great day to uh, sit around and, and talk about uh, blues and jazz and all kinds of great music. And we're going to continue our conversation with Mindy Sales and Michael Byington. And we'll actually let Mindy in on the conversation for the second half of the uh, the program, uh, the second half of this hour. Danny Ellison joins me a little after 9 o'clock to rant and rave, as he so often does. 55 now in Osage Beach, 77 the high, 57 the low. Could see some rain this evening. There's about an 80% chance for some showers. And then that rain will become steady overnight, uh, dropping down to 57, back up to 69 with some morning rain for your Friday. And uh, then it looks like uh, sunny and 91. 
21, 22 degree difference for the temperature on Saturday. I think a lot of people are looking forward to the warm weather because we've got so much, so much going on this weekend. It is ridiculous. And then partly cloudy and uh, 90 on Sunday. So <clears throat> great day to get out and listen to some music. And I understand, Mindy, that there is another festival going on, another music festival going on as well this weekend. So folks are going to be able to maybe uh, tool around town and take their pick and, and, and enjoy some good music here at the Lake of the Ozarks. Yes, I'm I'm very excited about this. So uh, this Sunday from noon to roughly 6, uh, there we the Lodo... Blues Society is having their um, um, Blues Fest, at, and we're, they're holding it at the Vineyard this year out at Shawnee Bluff on the way out to Eldon on 54. Uh, and so, um, you know, Michael's obviously on the, the um, Blues Society board, and so I just thought, you know, let's come in and talk about the Society and what was going to happen this Sunday. It's going to be a good time. So a little bit about the Blues Society, just a little bit of information kind of so people know about what it's all about. Sure. Well, um, I moved here, as I said before, in 99. And um, as a musician coming into town and um, from St. Louis, I needed to hook up with some players, you know, I mean, what, what am I going to do? So, so um, I found out that they had a blue society here at the lake. Um, there are blue societies all over the, the United States in different areas, you know, um, and, and typically the blue societies are, are um, there to promote blues music, but also to, to uh, give a place where players can go and meet other players so that they can put projects together and things like that, you know. Um, most uh, blues society will host some type of a blues jam on a regular basis. Here at the Lake area, we do a blues jam the second Tuesday of every month at various um, uh, clubs around the lake. And you can find out where we're going to be jamming um, simply by going to our Facebook page or by going to our uh, website, you would find us under lotobs.com. And that'll give where we're going to be. But um, that's that's kind of the point of the Blue Society, to, uh, to keep the blues music alive and um, also to give musicians a place to meet up. And, and as the, the blues jams go, it gives... Um, an amateur musician, an opportunity to play with some professional musicians. It also gives musicians from various bands an opportunity to play with other musicians. You know, if, yeah, if, you're, if you're in a band, yeah, you play you know, with your guys all the time. You're playing with your guys all the time. And right. so you get that energy and it's fine. It's, there's nothing wrong with that. But the fact of the matter is when you work with other musicians, you're going to get their perspective and you get to play off of them. And you, then hopefully in the way it should go and the way it normally does go is everybody grows from that. You know, right. I can get some ideas from this guy and, and he can get some ideas from me. And so it just, it makes it a better for the whole community because if the musicianship of the, the guys playing out at the clubs goes up, the level rises, then the whole community benefits from it. Plus, um, one of the things that I've got um, in mind for the Blue Society, we have not started it yet. I want to. 
Um, I want to offer the local schools, Camdenton and Osage and Lebanon, for that matter, whoever, an opportunity where if they would choose, we, myself and, and a couple of other guys from the Blue Society would come out to the school maybe once or twice a month and teach the kids in the jazz program um, how to improvise and how to hear better, how to train their ear to hear music. As a visually impaired person, you know, um, that's very important. It is. It's important for everybody. It but is. It's really important if you lose your eyesight. So so anyhow, I want to make that available to the school system and then give the kids an opportunity to come out and sit in and jam with some professional musicians um, on the on the monthly blues jam. So, yeah. Oh, the things they would learn. Yeah. Right. So improvisation is if you can improvise and somebody says, well, we're going to play this song, what key, key of G, and off you go. Off you go. Yeah. And and it's so important for kids to learn that, you know, that back to Frank Haspiel. You know, he taught us that. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was in high school, I was able to read music. I did, I, I had vision in those days. But um, then over a period of time, I've lost it. So I can, I can no longer read music. Not because I don't know how. It's because I can't see it. Right. You know? So, so the um, ear is very important. It's it's extremely important. But it's important even if you can read music. Right. You know, you've got to hear what you're playing, you know. But uh, but the point is people need to learn to train their ear. So um, that's that's kind of the, the thrust of the Blues Society. You know, um, um, we, we give out a scholarship every year to a local um, music student and um, to help them with their college tuition. So it's just, these are things that we do. We try to, you know, give back to the community. Um, and, and, And the Blues Society wants to continue to promote blues music. I've got to be completely straightforward, honest. I love blues music historically and and i like to play it um occasionally you know um but i'm really not a blues guy you know if you were going to say i'm a contemporary jazz guy that's that's my favorite genre but i do understand the significance and the importance of blues when it comes to the history of music the history of rock and roll country and western all these genres of music come from the one four five changes that were blues originally you know exactly and then the second thing is blues is is like the first fundamental step to teach a, a person how to improvise you teach them how to improvise in the blues because the blues a little bit more predictable, a little bit simpler, yet you can express yourself and make it as complicated as you want to. So it's a great basic tool um, that that people can start off learning how to improvise. If you can improvise then in blues, then you'll be able to improvise. It's like a foundation. Rocks. Exactly. It's a foundation. Rock songs, country songs. Right. You know, And you can go on and do all that, on, but exactly you've right. got to have that foundation. Well, you look at all it. the musicians that are out there today, Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we had the British invasion, a large majority of those players were influenced by the blues. I mean, they you can hear it in the music of the Rolling Stones playing its day. The, the Beatles. Yeah. A lot of their early stuff, you know, it was, it was, it was influenced by, by blues stuff. Right on. You know, but absolutely. And, and, it's, and it's a language that a musician can then speak. I don't care if you're country, if you're jazz, if you're rock or whatever. You know, hey, let's do a blues thing, and everybody's in, and and then you get the jazz guy, and you hear his his jazz twist to that blues progression. Then you hear the country guy, and hear his country, you know, interpretation of this same chord progression. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. So, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So the blues are very important, yes. and 
we're we're excited about promoting them um, out at the um, wine the vineyard this this Sunday. Mm-hmm. So it's the the second annual LOTO BS right. festival uh-huh. um, out at the winery and or at the vineyard, excuse me. And so we've got quite a few we've got some headliners coming in we do i'm very excited last year's was great this is going to be a greater one we've got um coyote bill and the brood they're actually uh charting some of their tunes they're out of the kansas city area so they'll be there and amanda fish from the st louis area she's charting um and and she will be out there those are the two headliners we've got a band called um the otis money blues band they're out of, I think it's Neosho, I think. Um, and then uh, the our band, the Lot of BS band. So we'll have four bands out there playing. I want people to know that this event is, there's no, no charge for admission. No charge. No charge. So nope. you can come on out, bring your family, bring your friends. Um, it's a beautiful amphitheater there and and um and it's going to be a wonderful wonderful afternoon um there will be food trucks there isn't that, isn't that right Mindy? yes we have got uh tilly's um food truck will be there and also lynn freeze the rolled ice cream tilly's it's, has incredible mexican i know is that is tilly's mexican yes food? oh golly yeah olga yeah she's wonderful she's amazing and her food is amazing and then the lynn freeze is a new where it's rolled ice cream uh-huh. i don't know i didn't know anything about rolled ice cream but i've learned so much about it but anyway it's amazing and then they can make all sorts of different flavors and there's wow it is so cool so it's gonna be 90 uh-huh. So I, I told I just talked to her last night and I was like, OK, you need to make sure you're really ready to go because it's going to be 90 and wow. lots of people are going to want ice cream. So, oh, my wife will be over there. At the oh, ice cream place, it's yeah. so good. So, yes, they're both going to be there. And then we also have Harley Davidson is going to be there. Cool. They're putting up a, just a um, little booth area of Harley Davidson stuff. And then we also have um, the Ashhole Cigar Shop is going to be there. So they are going to be there selling cigars. Out of Greenview? Isn't that where they're at? No, Ashhole is um, the old... Um, out by the Stogies air. is the one in Greenview. I don't even know if there was one in Greenview. Yeah, I, I live by... I don't know. Any, oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, no, Ashhole is the one that um, used to be the gun range out by the airport mm-hmm. on 7. Yeah. Um, so there, he's bringing cigars. There will cool. be smoking allowed outside, not inside. We also, you know, I know a lot of people want to bring their dogs. We're okay with that, too. We've got little... little um, Little stations for your waist. Little baggies. Little baggies. Little baggies (laughs) for you. Uh, But yes, it's going to be just a beautiful day. Um, Having um, Amanda there is a big deal. Yeah. It's a very big deal. So. Yeah. And in it, fact, I've received lots of calls from people saying, you know, do you know what time she's going to go on? You know, people are really excited about that. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a great day. It looks like the weather's going to be perfect. And we're looking forward to having people out there bring a chair if you'd like. We do have some chairs and we also have, um, oh, like um, terrace seating. And um, it's just going to be a, a great day for you to come out and and enjoy some amazing blues. Get one of those uh, burritos from Tilly's. Oh, you'll, you'll have enough food to last you for about three days. Uh, one burrito wow she makes killer burritos she makes a california style burrito oh yeah oh yeah they're good yeah she's amazing yeah and we're super excited to have her there so and rolled ice cream oh it's the craziest thing it is amazing they literally take it they make have this little like cookie sheet they roll it super thin they they like with a rolling pin like Uh um dough and then they literally curl it and then put it in a cup and it's like these three like like three of these, like right there, and then but you can make anything. Finally, you want. this thing 
finally this thing paid for itself. Yeah. You okay. just used it. I used a, it as a prop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it uh so like that like for example, she'll have a s'mores one and so it's on top of the ice cream, then you have graham crackers and chocolate and oh, all this man. I mean she has so many different flavored ones, banana split and so um you, the rolled ice cream is your base, but then she can change it, make it into anything and there's different flavors. Oh, it is awesome. awesome. Yeah. So I'm really and they're a young couple out of um in between Camden or Greenview and Climax Springs. So um they're you know, they work really hard. Their kids are there with them mm-hmm. often. So I, I like supporting them too. So, sure. yeah. So anyway, it's going to be a great time. But the cool thing is, is, you know, obviously having the Jam Fest mm-hmm. at the end. I think that. Yeah, that's our our plans are that after after all the bands have played um, and and, and uh, Amanda's going to be the last one up after that goes on. Then we're going to have a grand finale. Uh, we're going to have players from all the bands mm-hmm. come on up and we'll just do a couple of blues tunes, just like what we were talking about. You know, everybody will be able. You know, we'll call out some some standards, and everybody will be able to follow it and um, and see what happens. That should be a blast. Sounds like a great time. Yeah, man. looking forward to Sounds it. Like a great time. I really am. I, I was saying earlier, I'm kind of sorry that these two festivals conflict with one another because I'd love to come over there and just mm-hmm. sit and listen and watch and learn and yeah. see some of the uh, up-and-coming talent. We are fortunate. We've got a lot of really good blues players here at the mm-hmm. lake and, and people, again, who make their living going and playing at uh, various bars and restaurants and things like that, but give them an opportunity to just you know get away from some of the cover stuff that they do and just cut loose. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah, a lot of fun. It's going to be a good time. We've got friends and family coming from um, as far out as Michigan, ourselves. You know, oh, yeah. So. Well, no, we've received so. lots of calls from people who are, I have family coming in town just to go to this. Mm-hmm. So um, there's really, there's a, there's a great um, response. Yeah. So thank goodness. So far, the, the forecast looks good. No rain. Yeah. A little warm for me, but it's all You'll right. Make so. You'll be okay. Yeah. I'll be okay. Yeah. That, that's the high. That means that most of the time it'll be... Colder than that, right? Yeah. That would Cooler. be good for yeah. me. Cooler, yeah. yeah. Let's say cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, That'll make her feel better. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're um, just, um, yeah, looking forward to having everybody out there. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, a good time to be had by all. Mm-hmm. Um, I was out there uh, yesterday, and it's such a pretty venue. I don't know so if people have never been out there. It, it is a gorgeous place mm-hmm. to go. It's just beautiful. They're on that hillside. And, um, and it's, it's big enough to do, you know, some, some music and, and you don't have to be so reserved in your playing, but it's also small enough to have this intimate kind of feel. That's I really exactly like the it. word. It is. Is it's it the vineyard or the winery? Vineyard. The vineyard. The vineyard. So yeah. It's where they have a lot of, con- is she going to be doing concerts this year? No, not that I, not as of right now. No. Um, that may change. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, that may change, but you know, after COVID. Yeah. It's just a hard hit, you know, as far as that goes. Well, I mean, musicians, uh, look at all the concerts that got canceled, all the uh, music venues that were shut down because of COVID and things like that. But I remember going out there and uh, we saw 38 Special. Yeah. And that was such a great show Mm -hmm. because I was like from where I'm sitting to where Minnie's at. And, and there's Donnie Barnes yeah. right there in front of me. I mean, that's what's so cool about it. It is a neat, it's beautiful, mm-hmm. but he's right. The intimate part of it where you're literally right there with the, with the artists and, um, it is pretty amazing. That's probably one of the coolest things I think about the whole, the whole situation, the whole, um, venue. So and as you said, it'll be nice cause you're out there. There's really nothing around you. No. And so you can 
you know, crank it up as loud as yeah, you want. Yeah, we can we can kind of do what we want. It's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're gonna get out there and people. As a musician, when you're in a when you're in a situation like that, it's a lot of the pressure's off. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. And you can just it's it's nice and it's beautiful, and you're and you're kind of digging where you are, and and you just can really get very expressive. So I'm looking forward to go, man, to go. having a blast out there. So yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Looking forward to a good time. So uh, the Blue Society mm-hmm. is uh, the one, well, well, I don't know who's putting it on, but we're doing it for the Blue Society, I guess. Yeah, it, it's, you know, it's been a joint effort. It has been a great joint effort. Yeah, that's what it is. The Blue Society, we, we did this last year, um, and it was our first annual, and it turned out to be way bigger than we anticipated. Yeah, we're expecting some serious crowds out and, there this year. And so, um, and so I'm hoping this year will, because last year when we did it, it was like 100 degrees. It was the hottest week of the year, you know. So any anyhow, this year, it's gonna, the weather will be a lot nicer, and um, and it's a good joint effort. I love where we're going to be. Um, the the Blue Society here at the lake um, – is going into some really new good directions, mm-hmm. and um, and I and I really um, I'm looking forward to this. This is one of the things. Um, in fact, we're even toying with the idea of a picnic, a blues picnic, like maybe in the fall, or it might have to be next year. I don't know, but you know that we're kicking that one around a little bit. But I can see kind of a a family kind of thing, bring out the kids and do a picnic, be an outdoor deal and. And, uh, I love that. Yeah. So anyhow, you know that might happen in the in the fall. Yeah. So I don't know if you already mentioned it. I don't think you did. Where, where are some of the places that you play here around the lake where people can come out and see you? Um, I play every Friday at HK's restaurant at uh, Lodge of Four Seasons. I play from six thirty to nine thirty, um, and then during the summertime, I also play on the rooftop. In fact, I was just there Tuesday for the uh, Lake Profile Magazine kickoff, and I play for that every year. Um, and then I'll also play out on there. They've got this terrace and a stage out there and I'll do the holidays like the 4th of July and Memorial and Labor Day. I'll do that. And then there's a fireworks show afterwards. I also play at Shawnee Bluff, um, winery and I play at Seven Springs winery. Um, and, and those three are at the top of my head right now, but I'm pretty booked study with everybody and then i throw a wedding at you and then yeah, then i do weddings and and um um and then i'm involved with the um i'm a director right now for the uh um blue society for the lake of the ozarks so i play different gigs with them you know and do the the monthly things um and in fact i'm going to be kind of the interim president starting this sunday until november when we have our elections and wow um, do they, do they still do the Blues Fest where they uh, send somebody down to Memphis? They have that, not done that in the last the couple of years. IBF or IBF. Right, something like that, like that, yeah. Yeah. We were fortunate one year. Um, we were on a trip, and that happened to be the weekend where they had the event going on down there on Beale Street. Oh, really? And we went down, and we were treated to so much great music. I mean, every place you go into... They've got a band and bands, and everybody's competing and everything, but it was just so much fun yeah. to go in and hear all these different blues bands from around the country. Yeah. Just amazing. Yeah. Just amazing. Good guest, Mindy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I, I, I think I, Michael's going to have to come back anyway because we'll need to sit down and... and Tell some more yeah, that's right. Yeah, I won't even be invited. It'll no, be Michael, go, KB, and I yeah. just sit here. Yeah, we'll, 
We, was, we could probably nice. tell some stories from back in the day. That is so awesome, Ooh. though. That was a great connection. That was really cool. So yeah. you just never know what's going to happen to you, KB. When we <laughs> do a little name dropping, and obviously you're probably going to hit on something or someone that you both know, and then uh-huh. uh, it kind of goes from there. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. That was amazing. It was just amazing. And then you know, I I don't get back to St. Louis as often as I'd like. And uh, you know, when you get somebody from from the from the hometown, mm-hmm. and you start talking, and like I said, name dropping, man, it's. Uh, it's and you said your mom's still up in Florissant, huh? Mom's up in Florissant. Uh, we grew up about a half mile from Coke Park. Okay, I know uh, right what you're talking about. Lindsay Lane. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right there. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, on down the road there, and uh, of course, there's when you get all the way down to Lindbergh, there's White Castles, and yeah. there's where you used to have your karate school. Yep, that's exactly. Was right. it karate, taekwondo? What was it? Well, it started. Um, it started with the old style taekwondo. Nothing like what they're doing today. So I'm an old old school guy, so right. it started with that. But um, but we also incorporated over the years. I did it for so long. Filipino arts mm-hmm. and and some jujitsu. Um, wow. Yeah, so so it, it became a conglomerate of art styles, and and an American karate still uh, there in St. Louis, but they're in the O'Fallon area. Okay, uh, Richard Norton is the guy who uh, bought the school from me, and he's got it there in that area. Um, so so yeah, it's still it's still around. It's just in a different location. A lot of the old uh, residents, uh, yeah, they've they've moved west. Yes, they've they gotten have. out of the city and yep. and the county, and they've moved west. Yeah. Uh, out there to the, the suburbs, I guess, if you want to call it that. Anymore. It used <clears> to be the country when we were there. Now it's yeah. the suburbs. Huh? Drive through, and, and it just keeps going west. It sure does. It yeah. is straight up 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast. Michael, thank you so much for and being thank here. Thank you. And Mitty, thank you for being here. My pleasure. And, uh, you know, who else can you bring that we know? I, I'll, I'll keep working on it. I'll keep finding your St. Louis connections and just start bringing them in. That was incredible. Just was incredible. Awesome. What a great hour. Danny Ellison on the other side of the break. Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com and local news. Chris Schneider with Lake TV and a check of sports and more of the Daily Show coming up right here on Key Radio. It's time for another hour of community-based programming. You're listening to 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Thursday, May 4th. Camden County Prosecutor Rochelle Grosvenor says her office has hit the ground running. Grosvenor took office in January, and her office reports that they've already charged more than 260 felony crimes. The prosecutor's office has also successfully prosecuted felony defendants for a combined 443 years in prison. The prosecutor's office includes five prosecutors, two investigators, two victims' advocates, and support staff. Grosvenor told Lake Expo it's been a trial by fire as the spring saw multiple murders and a string of serious felonies in Camden County. The Springfield Cardinals are under new ownership. The team announced this week that they would be sold to Diamond Baseball Holdings. Diamond owns and operates select minor league baseball clubs that are connected with Major League Baseball. Among them, the AAA Memphis Redbirds. The Springfield Cardinals' connection with the St. Louis Cardinals remains the same, and you can still catch a great game for a great price in Springfield. And from boating to concerts to events for car and motorcycle fans, there's plenty to do at the lake in May.
The 35th Annual Magic Dragon Street Meet Nationals is this Friday through Sunday on the Bagnell Dam Strip. The Spring Harbor Hop is this Saturday as well. And if music is your thing, check out the Blues Fest this Sunday at Shawnee Bend Vineyard. It's free to get in. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. Serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan Counties. Online at adairs-animals.com or call 573-378-8739. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. High school baseball last night. Camdenton won their eighth of their last nine games. They are now 26-4 and on the season after beating Rolla last night. Action today, weather permitting, 16-8 and Eldon will take on Southern Boone at the Fulton Tournament. Southern Boone, very good too this year. 5-15 and Osage will be taking on Buffalo. The Indians come off a win over Lakeway. 8-14 and Versailles will be at Skyline. The Tigers coming off a win over uh, Calvary Lutheran. Action tomorrow as well. Eldon will be busy in the Fulton Tournament, and uh, Camdenton will play again on Saturday. College baseball, Mizzou Tigers 25-19. They come off a 9-7 win over Kansas earlier in the week. They open a series today at home against Ole Miss in SEC play. MSU Bears, they have won 14 of their last 16 games, and they uh, beat Omaha 11-9 on Tuesday. They will open a series tomorrow at Murray State. In uh, the softball world, the Mizzou ladies, 31-22. and 22, They have a weekend series coming up at home against Arkansas. And the MSU ladies have won 21 of their last 23. They have a series coming up this weekend on the road against Murray State. Major League Baseball, Cardinals just 10-21. and 21. They've lost their first two at home against the Angels. They'll close out that series today. The Royals are 8-23. and 23. They split the first two games of their home series against the O's. Rubber game of that series is today against Baltimore. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, including Weekend at the Lake with David Leatherberry, letting you know all the great things coming up in the lake area for you. Be sure you check out Weekend at the Lake on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. There is a saying that there is no free lunch, meaning there is a cost to everything, even when it appears to be free. Your free account on social media costs you invisible connections to companies trying to sell you stuff. So it is, even with Key Radio, because there are costs to bring you local programming, and we need your help to pay the bills. If you love our purpose, please donate. If you need to use advertising dollars, Key Radio can give you a promotional benefit of sponsorship underwriting. Key Radio features programs in every area of life, politics, business, family, entertainment, education, faith, and media. 
In Christian circles, we refer to this as the seven mountains. We don't relegate any of these subjects to once a week, and we seek content rooted in truth more than opinion. If you have a message to get across, contact Bill M. at OrionCenter.org to talk about how Key Radio can help. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Lake TV brings you five local shows to let you know what's going on and help you get to know our area's movers and shakers. Lake TV also brings you live high school football and basketball and a weekly coaches show. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku, Amazon Fire, and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. Well, it is 9.08, and uh, we are having a great start to the day, and I thank you for coming along with us and listening wherever you're at. 89.3, keyradio.live, free apps for your Android and iPhones, and of course, the SRG Financial Advisors Key Radio in-studio live camera which is live right now. You've uh, got a big shot. I, I moved the camera over just a little bit so that we could uh, see Mindy and our guest, Michael Byington, the sax man. He gave me his card, Audio Art for the Soul. And if you're looking for uh, somebody to perform, play some music at your event, Michael would be a uh, perfect fit for a lot of different uh, situations. 573-280-7797. 280-7797. It uh, is also uh, the website uh, saxmanmichaelbyington.com. S-A-X-M-A-N-M-I-C-H-A-E-L-B-Y-I-N-G-T-O-N.com. So there you go. Danny Ellison will be checking in with us uh, here shortly to do his ranting and his raving, as he so often does. It's great to have him on the program and we'll have to ask, uh, I know there was uh, a tornado that uh, touched down in Virginia Beach, Virginia, last, uh, maybe it was earlier in the week. And I had not seen any posts from Danny. And and normally, um, when something like that happens, the first thing you want to do is pick up the phone and call, and call and call and call. And so um, I've always thought that the best thing to do is wait 
and let them call you because, as is the case, uh, they're probably busy if they've been involved in any kind of a natural disaster or dealing with severe weather, something like that. And we will get him in here immediately to uh, do his ranting and raving this morning. Always good to have Danny with us. And I thank you again for joining us. Beautiful day. Looks like we'll hit a high of, uh, hmm, let's see here. Let's take that one. <laughs> Could not change call status before. Call is not in progress, it says. Cannot redirect. Well, let's see, let's see if we can get that on there. Well, come on now. Let's do that one. And we'll drop this call and see if maybe between the two of them we can get one of them on. There's that. Let's see now. We had two calls from the same line. Now we've got him in there. Very good. A uh, beautiful day coming up. We'll hit a high of around 77, 78 before it is all said and done. Kind of a partly cloudy day becoming overcast. Showers this evening becoming steady rain overnight, a low of 57. Morning showers and 70 on Friday. Sunny and 91 on Saturday, and then partly cloudy and 90 on Sunday. Let's see what he's up to this morning. Find out what's new and exciting in the world of the educated redneck, Danny Ellison, and bring him on to Rand and Rave. Danny, how are you this morning? What's going on, buddy? No, I'm doing good. Sitting at home, working close to home this weekend, so not a lot of travel this week, which is good because after spending $7,000 on my teeth, I get to had rebuild the transmission to my van oh, onto the man. Holy smokes, Batman. Uh, the one thing I was going <laughs> to ask about, and uh, I heard that there was uh, some severe weather in your neck of the woods. A tornado touched down in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Was that anywhere near you? Well, actually, it, it came, I could see the storm as it came past where we live. It right. came into the bottom part of the Chesapeake, which is where I live. Right. And I was watching it on the radar because we live in an RV, so we were getting ready to run to the shelter if it needed to be done. Sure, absolutely. And I was I was watching it come by, and I was like, uh, this is going to be a dandy <laughs> because it just had that look to it. And right, you sure. And enough to know the look I'm talking about. And sure enough, but the funny thing is, and here's the big controversy that most of the world will not know that happened down here. Uh, of course, there was an NBA playoffs game going on as well as a golf tournament. Uh And uh, I was watching the station that had the uh, basketball game and they cut away to coverage, but they had the, they had a picture in picture. So you can still see the game. You just (laughs) couldn't hear the commentary. Right. Right. And so, so people were complaining that the weatherman cut in on their golf and basketball games to warn people about a tornado. Well, that's uh, that's just typical. I mean, that's typical because some people were affected by it and others weren't. So uh, why do you need to interrupt my basketball game? Why do you need to interrupt my, uh, my golf tournament when that storm is nowhere near me? Oh, and I'm going to add a top to that because this is what got me. I'm watching the weather guy talking about, well, our instruments don't indicate much of a wind difference. Uh, it says there's a tornado there, but we, we are, we're not sure. Uh-huh. Okay, well, let, let me get this right, Mr. Weather Guy. You can tell me that there's definitely global warning. You can tell me a tenth of percent, a hundred years from now, what's going on. You've got this super de-Doppler radar, generation three max with the sky wing. Oh. You're looking at it. 
It was not. It was not even a. It was an F three. We're not talking about a small tornado here. No. Yet they had not a clue that this size of a tornado was touching down, and they were watching it with the best equipment money can buy. That's right. And it seems like that happens all the time, right? Yeah. And that's why I'm sitting here saying to people, why do you put so much faith in these people? Because we're willing to destroy economies over these people. We're willing to force people to drive battery-operated cars that are worse, that use child labor to get the batteries, and that will fill our landfill with toxic chemicals that we can never do away with over people who can't get a tornado while it is happening on their equipment we believe that they can predict the weather a hundred years from now. <laughs> well, here's here's the answer to that question. Most of us won't be around a hundred years from now. So if they get it right, if they get it wrong, it's just like in being a meteorologist, you can be wrong fifty percent of the time or or more and still get a paycheck. Exactly. And this is, these are the things that we're basing our society on. If anybody remembers anything, remember this. Every piece of misinformation on the pandemic came from the government. Every single piece of misinformation came from the government. The government said 2.25 million dead in three months. Wrong. The government said masks will work with no side effects. Wrong. The government said the shot would stop the virus uh, 100% wrong. They have been wrong on every single detail. Yet we still try, this is why we're trying to push curbs on free speech where we label them misinformation. You know, just like Himmler did in World War II, mm. the head of Nazi misinformation. We are we are treading see this is what's funny. This is history. That's why I can rattle this stuff off. This is history. It already happened and it's happening again. And now they've got you scared. They've got you under their control. They got it. So, uh, and that's what's funny because Joe Biden says, I'm going to run as the candidate. I'm not sure Joe said that. I'm sure somebody wrote it for him because I'm not sure Joe can formulate a sentence. But anyhow, he said that he's going to be the freedom candidate. The freedom candidate. You know, the man who forced you to stay home. The man who forced you to take an experimental gene therapy or lose your job. The man who has written more dictates than anybody since the great emperors of Rome, so let it be written, so let it be done. The man who is going to digitize your currency so that they can track you 100% of the time is the candidate of freedom. This is the absurdity that is America. Sure is. Welcome to America. <laughs> I, I don't get how it can be. You can watch it happen. I can say that, and there'll be Democrats that go, no, nah, he didn't do that. Where, where were you? Where were you? Because I remember everything very clearly, folks. I remember a man who stood up there and sternly said that if you don't, we'll find a way to make you. That's not freedom. The man who wanted to take people's rights away, his FBI agents worked with Facebook Twitter and YouTube to suppress your free speech, your First Amendment right. 
his people work with them to suppress your right to talk about his perverted son and his crack habit and his baby he doesn't want to take in and the payment for the big guy. This is the guy for freedom. Why, yes, sir. I, I feel like Beavis and Butthead. I'm the up, sir. I want to be in your free army. How can anybody function in this insane world? And now the Navy, get this, has hired a transgender to recruit men into the Navy. What kind of upside-down world are we living in, folks? Look, I ain't got nothing against you if you're transgender. Go live your life. But I am sick to death of saying that you can just go around any rule you want to once you have some kind of thing in your head that says, ah, I may be built like a man, but I'm a woman. I'm going to use the woman's restroom. I'm going to compete in women's sports. I'm going to be, I want to go compete in women's sports. I'm going to guarantee you, you're going to hear this on the news. If some kind of contest comes into Virginia Beach, where you win money for some kind of race, I'm going to become a woman, and I'm going to go win my teeth back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, remember, what was the policy in the Army? Don't ask, don't tell for a long time? Oh, yeah. That was, that was don't ask, don't tell. So <sighs> this, this, is what, this is the absurdity that we're living in. We're being told that everything we knew all of our lives is wrong. Mm-hmm. Everything we did all of our lives is disgusting, despicable. And all we did was live freely. That's the way we used to live. Because it's funny. We're told how racist we used to be. Have you ever sat down and watched a 70s marathon or an 80s marathon? <laughs> because all of those shows were, were you know, Good Times, the Jefferson. They were all... They had multiple characters of multiple races and not because of any requirement because that's the way we were back then. Nobody cared back then. Well, I and, just... and we're being told today that we're the racist. And, and we grew up in that era. I never once saw anybody as any different color. Where I grew up, if you hung with the gang, you hung with the gang. I just remember the movie Blazing Saddles. I think that pretty much sums it up right there. Yes, it does. Unfortunately, it does. We have, we, I don't know how we're going to get out of this stuff. That's what I don't know. I'll tell you one thing. You want to know how to tell for elections rigged. If Joe Biden runs and he wins, that was the most rigged election in history because 70% of the people who responded to the poll, and in the United States, anytime you get over 60%, You've got a large majority. 70% of the people said they do not want Joe Biden to run for second term. 70%. Mm-hmm. So if this bubbling idiot somehow manages to meander his way into the election, which, by the way, they're not going to allow have a debate because Joe can't put that many sentences together. If he somehow meanders his way through an election with empty parking lots, and no people supporting him, no campaign, no campaign appearances, living in a basement in Delaware with his protected documents in his Corvette, then we will know the election is rigged beyond rigged if he somehow manages to win. The only question... The last only, election we knew was rigged. Yeah. Well, the only question I have about that is, is there anyone that they're going to put up against him to debate? 
And I would be willing to bet that uh, if there is somebody that ventures into that particular arena, that, um, well, uh, that person's probably going to be asked to tone it down considerably and uh, don't go after him and don't make a a big deal out of things that he's done wrong or things that he's uh, said or this, that, or the other thing in terms of, of, of not making him look bad in front of the American people. And uh, I hate to tell you, I hope that uh, whoever that person is, as far as uh, how they do things, just grinds him into the ground and, and, and lets people know and lets people realize and understand that, you know what, we need some, we need some, 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 I don't know if you want to say fresh blood or younger blood or what have you, but you got to think just, uh, they, they've got to be protecting this guy so big, so bad that it's, uh, it's just ridiculous. And he more or less is not going to have, uh, have, uh, have much to, to deal with or, uh, as you said, talking about, uh, just whatever it is that, uh, that they want to try to do to prop this guy up so that he is the candidate and that he ultimately wins the election. I, I don't see how you could really put him up against anybody and expect him to get through it unscathed. Well, that's the whole point. That's what happened the last election. Everybody saw Trump. He had three and four mile lines to come into his speeches. Biden had 12 cars in a parking lot. <laughs> Seriously, we saw the picture. We, we were there. It's not something I heard. It's mm-hmm. something I saw. And I'm supposed to believe that the man who got 12 cars in a parking lot got more votes in the history of ever of votes for a president, right. along with Dunn. You know, the Dunn's second in command that, you know, at that moment of time, it was kind of obvious to us that at that moment of time, that in history, we would look back at that moment of time and realize that that moment of time was that moment of time. Yeah. Pretty much a quote from our second in command. If you'd have told me this in high school, that this is where this country would be when I'm in my 60s, I would have laughed in your face. But here we are. We have been underrun. We have been overrun by a minority Uh that is using every outlet to get their message out. And the message is being delivered by the press controlled by the regime. And I do not call it an administration because what we have now is a commie regime resting in Washington, D.C., exactly like my high school teacher told me. The United States would never be taken by force. It'd be taken from within by people using our freedoms in an ill-gotten way to get control of the United States. I thought he was a crazy man. Now I see he was a prophet. Well, and, and that's the easy way to do it. It will be taken from us without having to fire a shot. And, and I think a large part of that is, 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 is because of a lot of irresponsible people that live in this country and go right along with what the, uh, the government tells them. They don't question it. They certainly don't uh, stand up and complain about it. They pretty much say, uh, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And uh, the, the people just basically fall in line with them. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty simple to understand. It doesn't really require 
uh, a whole lot of uh, thinking or, uh, or or much thought being put into it whatsoever just for the sheer fact that these folks don't listen. They don't uh, pay attention, and they just, like I said, they just let things happen the way they happen. Well, on top of that, too, we're we're so enamored in our conveniences. We are enamored in the fact that, you know, we can live in a home that's not hot. We can live in a home that's not cold. We can live in a home that's dry. We can have a new car. People are paying 700 to to $1,000 a month for a car now. Uh-huh. There are people out there with money that they say they don't have money, but they're going around and buying like they have things. And these people don't want inconvenience. So if the government says, just go along, it's easy. Look how easy we have life, just go along. Like the frog in the water. The frog in the water, the water's just warm. It's not going to kill me, it's comfortable. I can sit here and be comfortable. As a matter of fact, there's a recent study that says 80% of America lacks the ability to stand up to an unlawful order. And we just saw that demonstrated with the Rona because they all attacked anybody who stood up. I was attacked all the time. Everybody, you're, you're the problem. You're, you're, you're just, you want to kill grandma. You just, you just care about yourself. I care about freedom because I understand one thing that most people don't seem to grasp anymore. When you lose your rights, once they get you in a corner where all your rights are gone, then you will have only one option. Then you either fight or you'll play the game. This will be your two options. And we are getting run down into that corner because anybody who dares speak up against the regime is a troublemaker, is a ne'er-do-well, is a, a person spreading misinformation. We have got to get people to understand that 20% can't save this country. And it's going to take some of you to grow a set and sit there and go, I'm not going to do this. And just say no, because the next hurdle's coming. It's, they're running them past us, one right after another. Global warming, battery cars, it's a, it's a pandemic. Keep running, keep running. They're chasing you, keep running. Oh, we're going to help you because we're going to curb this problem of people stealing your money because we're going to make it a digital currency. Then Uncle Sam will make everything good, and the sun will come up, and the birdies will play, and the sun will shine, and it will be a beautiful day in the world, but your money will be 100% under the government's control, and there won't be a single thing you can do to stop it, and you will play along, or you will have your money turned off because they've already proved that they don't care about American citizens. Just look what they did in Afghanistan. They just ran out of there like a bunch of cowards directed by King Coward, and we left our people behind along with billions of equipment and billions of military secrets, and nobody cared, and it was our fault because we had the audacity to go in there and try to do something, and then we just decided it's time to turn tail and run. We pull the plug, we yank our people, we leave with no plan, and then everybody says, what a great job Joe Biden did getting us out of Afghanistan, and it is sickening to watch as America crumbles, and it was continue to crumble if somebody doesn't stand up soon. No doubt about it, Danny. <clears throat> Absolutely no doubt about it. And I think that uh, as we look at this particular situation and try to figure out what in the world is going on, who's really in charge here, um, I, I think the sad state of affairs is the fact that we've got a, 
well, we've got people in this country that just don't, they just, they let it happen. I mean, for lack of a better term, they just let it happen. And nobody is stepping in or trying to stop any of it. And if nobody is going to do anything, if no one is actually going to question what our government's doing and try to do something about it, I think then, uh, me personally, you get what you deserve, I guess is the easiest way to put it. Well, unfortunately, we're all in that same boat. Mm -hmm. We're all in that same boat. That's the sad thing about it, that we have to live with people who really don't care. Yeah. That's why I'm telling you, you've heard me say this before, America split pretty much 30 to the left, 30 to the right, and the rest down the middle. Right. You've got your extreme right, you've got your extreme left. Your extreme left right now is the only people behind Biden. But they are the screamers, the crier, the cancelers. So anybody who speaks up against them fears on being canceled. That's the whole thing. So people are going to be quiet because they will attack you. They attack Donald Trump. They attack uh, Elon Musk. They attack anybody who does not espouse the leftist view and want to cancel them. And that's where we're at right now, a total cancel culture, and people are afraid to be canceled so they won't stand up, and we are being railroaded by an extreme minority that has aimed for your kids. That's the only reason you want a drag show for kids. Look, I don't care if you're an adult. You want to go see a drag show, you go right ahead and you see that drag show. You go down to the stripper bar and you tuck dollars. But if you're a kid, there's no reason for them to be in front of you. None, zero, and you can't convince me otherwise. Danny Ellison, the educated redneck, thank you, sir, as always, for chiming in and uh, giving us some food for thought. Hopefully people will take back uh, what you said and, uh, and and give it some thought and, and kick it around a little bit and stop just allowing uh, the government to, uh, to run us over. I, I can't say that they will because I, I think a lot of people are afraid of the government because when somebody acts up and the government uh, steps in, they like to make examples out of people to try to scare the hell out of other people, and it seems as though... Unfortunately, that uh, that is working. Join us again, if you would, uh, next Thursday, my friend. Love to have you back. And uh, in the meantime, be safe out there, will you? Well, I'm going to try, and I always appreciate you letting me come in here and rant and rave. And I agree with you. I don't want you to agree with me. Do your own research. Make your own opinion. Prove me wrong. That's what I want you to do. Prove me wrong. Because that's how you find out that maybe I'm not wrong. And as always... I hope you all have a wonderful day on that beautiful lake that you live on. That's the educated redneck Danny Ellison, and thank you so much, Danny, for taking some time to uh, to talk to the folks and putting the word out there. And hopefully someday folks are going to wake up and, as they say, smell the coffee. I hope it uh, happens before it's too late. 9.33, we'll take the break, and with the time we have left on The Daily Show, I've got a few things to uh, put out there, and maybe you have a th- uh, thing or two you would like to put out there as well. And if that's the case, give us a call at 573-633-5395. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is... 
is your Lake Expo News Cut for Thursday, May 4th. Camden County Prosecutor Rochelle Grosvenor says her office has hit the ground running. Grosvenor took office in January, and her office reports that they've already charged more than 260 felony crimes. The prosecutor's office has also successfully prosecuted felony defendants for a combined 443 years in prison. The prosecutor's office includes five prosecutors, two investigators, two victims' advocates, and support staff. Grosvenor told Lake Expo it's been a trial by fire as the spring saw multiple murders and a string of serious felonies in Camden County. The Springfield Cardinals are under new ownership. The team announced this week that they would be sold to Diamond Baseball Holdings. Diamond owns and operates select minor league baseball clubs that are connected with Major League Baseball. Among them, the AAA Memphis Redbirds. The Springfield Cardinals' connection with the St. Louis Cardinals remains the same, and you can still catch a great game for a great price in Springfield. And from boating to concerts to events for car and motorcycle fans, there's plenty to do at the lake in May. The 35th Annual Magic Dragon Street Meet Nationals is this Friday through Sunday on the Bagnell Dam Strip. The Spring Harbor Hop is this Saturday as well. And if music is your thing, check out the Blues Fest this Sunday at Shawnee Bend Vineyard. It's free to get in. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Key Radio needs business content and we make broadcast time affordable. Instead of merely advertising, create an hour or half hour weekly radio show to inform potential customers about your products and services. Then post the podcast to your social media page to make it work for you. We are non-commercial, so no direct selling is allowed. But use your time to educate and inform. For a small extra cost, you can be an underwriter and have your messaging play all week long. Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. High school baseball last night. Camdenton won their eighth of their last nine games. They are now 26-4 on the season after beating Rolla last night. Action today, weather permitting, 16-8 Eldon will take on Southern Boone at the Fulton Tournament. Southern Boone very good too this year. 5-15 and 15 Osage will be taking on Buffalo. The Indians come off a win over Lakeway. 8-14 and 14 Versailles will be at Skyline. The Tigers coming off a win over uh, Calvary Lutheran. Action tomorrow as well. Eldon will be busy in the Fulton Tournament, and uh, Camdenton will play again on Saturday. College baseball, Mizzou Tigers 25-19. They come off a 9-7 win over Kansas earlier in the week. They open a series today at home against Ole Miss in SEC play. MSU Bears, they have won 14 of their last 16 games, and they uh, beat Omaha 11-9 on Tuesday. They will open a series tomorrow at Murray State. In uh, the softball world, the Mizzou ladies, 31-22. and 22, They have a weekend series coming up at home against Arkansas. And the MSU ladies have won 21 of their last 23. They have a series coming up this weekend on the road against Murray State. Major League Baseball, Cardinals just 10-21. and 21. They've lost their first two at home against the Angels. They'll close out that series today. The Royals are 8-23. and 23. They 
split the first two games of their home series against the O's. Rubber game of that series is today against Baltimore. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, including Weekend at the Lake with David Leatherberry, letting you know all the great things coming up in the lake area for you. Be sure you check out Weekend at the Lake on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. Key Radio keeps you in the know. Sunrise Beach Little Theater presents a musical production of Cole Porter's Kiss Me Kate on the evenings of May 10 through the 13th at the Sunrise Beach Community Center. Admission is $20, including dessert and coffee or tea, and you may bring your own bottle and snack. Doors open at 6 p.m. and show at 7. RSVP at 573-836-0934. Message brought to you by Key Radio, KEYK 89.3 FM. This is Bill Munhausen for Creation Expo. Geologic theories have one great void. Whereas they try to explain structures like Grand Canyon, they have no unified theory tying together all of Earth's features. Dr. Walt Brown has such a theory. His hydroplate theory proposes Earth's crustal plates were supported by vast reservoirs of water under extreme pressure. The biblical flood began with a rift in the crust circling the planet, releasing fountains of subterranean water mixed with sediments into the atmosphere. Continental plates rapidly slid away from each other and continue settling into position today. It explains mid-ocean ridges, mountain ranges parallel to those ridges, the jigsaw fit of continents, ocean trenches, sedimentary and metamorphic rocks, and even the ice age, meteorites, and radioactivity. The Genesis flood began when the fountains of the great deep erupted. Creationists use historical clues from the Bible to fill in the voids in geology. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. What makes Key Radio unique is our not-for-profit status. We pursue our purpose single-mindedly. Key Radio's purpose is building up community, not just talking about community. We invite people from our neighborhoods to be the voices on our station. They share their knowledge and experiences with the rest of us, and we're all better for it. Go to keyradio.live on the web and contact Bill to learn about getting on the radio. Positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3, The Key. Well, it is 9.41. We've got about 19 minutes left. I'll tell you on the program tomorrow, the presiding commissioner of Camden County, Ike Skelton, will join me in studio. So will the gadfly, Dave Maupin, with his blog, Among the Dogwoods. I guess uh, there's probably something a little interesting on there. Rick Goose posted uh, on his uh, his his news feed that he puts out. Rick, one of my off-site producers. And I appreciate, uh, as always, uh, getting that news feed. Thank you, sir. It helps out uh, dramatically with what I do. But we will uh, talk to those two gentlemen tomorrow morning. Uh, Ike Skelton at 810, Dave Maupin at uh, 910. 
And then we're going to get ready with the uh, the next week. And I know we've got Anne-Marie Bianchi coming in. We'll get Professor Jim Paisley back in here. Speaking of which, the good professor left me a public service announcement that um, the Jeep Go Topless event from the Lake of the Ozarks Jeep Club is going to be on May the 20th. And the Lake of the Ozarks Jeep Club and the Jeep Girl Mafia Club, Missouri chapter, are having a Go Topless event. Jeeps, of course, they won't be taking off their tops. The Jeep Top, of course, on May 20th, all proceeds go to benefit Kids Harbor in Osage Beach. The event will start at 11 a.m. at Kids Harbor, 5717 Chapel Drive in Osage Beach. With a scavenger hunt for all Jeeps, following the scavenger hunt, everyone will meet at Willow's Restaurant on A Road in Lind Creek, open to the public. There will be an auction and raffle, again open to the public, to benefit Kids Harbor. All persons are welcome to attend. Go to Lake of the Ozarks Jeep Club, their Facebook page, if you have any questions. And so with that being said, wanted to update you on the adventures of one Uh, Bill Federer, who is in the state of Missouri as part of his Missouri Spring Tour. And today he will be in Lynn, Missouri from 6.30 until 8 at the First Baptist Church in Lynn off of U.S. 50. But he will be at the lake tomorrow for two events. Actually, the first event from 8.30 until 10 is students and parents only at the Lake Christian Academy. But he will be available to uh, hear on uh, Friday evening, tomorrow evening, 6.30 until 8, at the Sunrise Bible Church. If you'd like more information on that, you can get a hold of the uh, uh, ladies, the Concerned Women for America of Missouri, Camden County Prayer Action Chapter Leader, Janet Dabbs at 573-286-2624. I kid you not, Bill Federer is a great speaker, folks. And if you have the opportunity, I would thoroughly recommend that you go and see him. He is uh, just an extremely knowledgeable man, a great speaker, and it is definitely worth the opportunity to go see him on on Friday, tomorrow night, at the Sunrise Bible Church there in Sunrise Beach. Coming up on Friday, May the 12th, raise a fork for Lake Area Children. The Kiwanis Club of Camdenton Spaghetti Dinner Fundraiser. Adults $10, children $12 and under $5. 4 until 7 p.m. on Friday, May the 12th at RJ's Family Restaurant. And then the following day, Lake of the Ozarks Water Safety Council, their free event, will be held at the Camdenton High School from 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. That's uh, a week from Saturday. And that uh, is going to be a family fun event that includes uh, keynote speakers, informative breakout sessions, special activities for kids, gear, and food vendors, and exciting boat displays. Uh, They're going to be focusing on things like uh, boating injury prevention, paddle boat and kayak safety, paddleboard and uh, kayak uh, safety, also uh, boating safety and navigation rules, which, man, I think uh, everybody could use a refresher course on that with some of the things that I've seen out of the lake in recent years. Uh, And they'll cover life jacket types and sizing, which is so very important. Uh, It is required to have a life jacket on board for everyone who is on your boat, on your vessel. And you need to make sure that they are readily available, that folks know where they are. Uh, Of course, I think uh, kids certain ages, uh, in some cases maybe even animals, have to wear a life jacket. 
And you should probably have the darn thing on. I know a lot of people like to work on their tan when they're out on the lake and they don't want to be seen wearing a life jacket. But if it saves your life, folks, I think we can almost uh, agree that it's worth having on. I mean, you're going to get a lot of folks back and forth for one reason or another. Something else I would like to uh, I would like to put out there, and this is no slam at any charity that we have in the area, none whatsoever. But we have so many groups and we have so many organizations, and I know some of these folks uh, find funding through the uh, uh, the group, the uh, Community Foundation of the Lake. And they apply for the money that these folks raise every year. And it's very helpful. But for some of you folks that are looking to have fundraisers, I ask that you seek out some of the other charities that we have available at the lake. Some of the other animal shelters, some of the other groups and organizations that do things for people. uh, Whether it is uh, something that uh, helps kids, whether it's something that helps adults. And like I said, I'm not slamming any of the groups, organizations, charities that we have here available because they all do good things. They all do good work. But to me, anyway, it seems like certainly uh, there are certain charities that uh, get cherry-picked or get a little bit more exposure than some of the others. And I encourage groups and organizations, if you're going to put together a fundraiser, seek out maybe some of the less-known charities and see if you can help them out as well, because I know they would certainly appreciate it. And there are so many, as I said, so many great groups, so many great people, so many great organizations here at the lake that uh, they could all use a hand once in a while. Not a handout, but a hand. And I think it makes all the sense in the world to to, to seek out some of these charities that uh, maybe don't get the notoriety or get the publicity that some of the other bigger charities that we have in the area do. And, again, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just saying uh, maybe it's nice to just spread the wealth, as they say, right? Just something you might want to keep in mind. 948 is our time. And here's the thing. You know, anybody asks me to read their PSA on the air, I'm happy to do it. And I don't care who you are. And or to maybe MC an event. Or what have you, I am happy to do it for anyone and everyone. So if you are having a fundraiser, you need uh, an MC totally free of charge, holler at me sometime. I'd be happy to help MC your event. So uh, you remember what happened in Colorado some time back with the uh, Masterpiece Cake Shop and that case that uh, made headlines across the country, probably around the world. Um So the story is that uh, 21 attorneys general urge Colorado Supreme Court to hear Masterpiece Cake Shop case. And uh, to refresh your memory, uh, Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey joined 21 other Republican attorneys general in filing a legal brief urging the Colorado Supreme Court to hear an appeal by a Christian cake artist who lost a First Amendment case in a lower court. Last month, Masterpiece Cake Shop owner Jack Phillips and the Alliance Defending Freedom filed a petition with Colorado's highest court to overturn a state court of appeals decision. It found Phillips violated Colorado's Anti-Discrimination Act when in 2012 he refused to make a blue and pink cake for attorney Autumn 
uh, Scardina, who stated in a phone conversation it was to celebrate transitioning from male to female. The amicus brief filed by the attorneys general urges the Colorado Supreme Court to hear Phillips's petition and rule he can't be compelled to create a custom cake expressing a message contrary to his religious beliefs. The conclusion of the 14-page document states, Phillips engages in expressive conduct protected by the First Amendment. The gender transition cake Scardina requested was no exception, creating it would require Phillips to express a readily understood message about sex with which he uh, disagrees. This court should vindicate his right to not speak. The brief argues a gender transition cake is symbolic speech and states the lower court's misapplied First Amendment doctrine. The brief concludes a ruling in favor of Phillips uh, of Phillips wouldn't uh, wouldn't uh, license discrimination. That doesn't sound right. In favor of Phillips uh, wouldn't license uh, discrimination. Scardina and the lower courts treat Phillips's refusal to bake a gender transition cake as a blow to LGBT equality in brief, uh, the brief states, but ruling for Phillips wouldn't upend the long-settled rule that business owners may not deny protected persons equal access to goods and services. It would simply confirm that Colorado's anti-discrimination law cannot be applied in rare, in the rare case where it would compel speech. The brief also states Phillips happily serves LGBT customers. He'll sell them uh, pre-made cakes for any purpose and create custom cakes that do not express a message contrary to his religious beliefs. Of course, for Scardina, that's not good enough. Joining Bailey and uh, attorneys general from Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Kansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, Ohio, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, and West Virginia. As Attorney General, I will always protect the Constitution, which includes the basic right to freedom of speech enshrined in the First Amendment, Bailey said in a statement. Americans enjoy the right not to speak as much as they enjoy the right to speak, and compelling a cake baker to speak in a way that violates his religious beliefs is a textbook violation of the First Amendment. So it got to this point, right? Couldn't it have been something simple? Couldn't it have just been the guy says, well, you know what, based on my religious beliefs, or maybe he didn't even say that during the phone conversation. He said, well, we don't do those kinds of cakes. And maybe if this woman would have asked him why, or man, I guess, what was it, blue to pink. So it was, uh, let me make sure that I get this correctly, uh, celebrating transitioning from a male to female. But let's, let's just take it for what it is here. So you call up a cake shop, a bakery, and you say, listen, we want this kind of a cake. And the owner says, well, I don't make those kinds of cakes. And the person calling up says, oh, really? Why? Well, because I don't believe in that sort of thing. You know, my religious beliefs, uh, you know, I, I just don't believe in that sort of thing. So I think it could have been relatively simple as far as a phone call goes. But this person had to take it to the next level and drag this person into court. Thus, 
I would I would guess in some instances ring their reputation. Uh, maybe they lost some business over the deal. So I, I, I wonder if uh, Phillips can't countersue here. Defamation of character or slander or, or, or well, I, unless those things took place and maybe they didn't take place. Maybe that's that's the key here. But the point is, it could have been very simple. And the person calling could have said, okay, fine, and I'll find another bakery. No, 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 no. They had to make their point and drag this into the court, and this guy gets in trouble for uh, breaking the anti-discrimination law in Colorado. And this all just, you know, unfolds. Could have been could have been handled, could have been taken care of. Uh, okay, fine, we'll find somebody else. But... It was obviously the person who called that wanted to make this uh, a bigger thing than it was uh, than it was necessary, I guess. So, twenty-one attorneys general from around the country are jumping on board to uh, to help this person out, and I would say probably with good reason. You know, I know it started a lot of trouble. There were a lot of issues over it, and again. You you see this as as the definition of dividing people and the divisiveness that comes with all of this. And so what do you do here? What do you do? I guess it'll be interesting to see how all of this plays out. Border Patrol Union President warns cartels will have complete control over the border after Title 42 ends. Um... This from uh, someone who says that uh, the Border Patrol is apprehending 7,700 people a day. And that number will increase at the minimum to 11,000 a day as soon as Title 42 is lifted. President of the National Border Patrol Council, Brandon Judd, warned that once Title 42 is lifted, the cartels are going to have complete control over the southern border. Like they don't already have enough, now he contends that they're going to have even more. Once Title 42 goes away and the explosion happens, they're going to control our entire southwest border, Judd said on the Wednesday edition of the Just the News, No Noise TV show. And that's where this article comes from, justthenews.com. When they do that, that's when the cartels are going to be able to bring in all of their products, such as the fentanyl, the dangerous drugs, the criminal aliens, and the aliens from special interest countries. All of that is going to go up, and it's going to be Americans that are going to pay for it. Well, they already are. They already are. Didn't they find the uh, the guy that shot those five people hiding uh, in a home in a pile of laundry. Yeah. The Biden administration approved the temporary deployment of 1,500 active-duty troops to the southern border earlier this week to assist the U.S. Border Patrol before the expiration of Title 42, a public health authority that allowed the U.S. to quickly deport asylum seekers to contain the spread of COVID. Judd explained how the Border Patrol is going to have even more limited resources than they already do after the ceasing of Title 42. If we're apprehending 3,000 people, that means that we have about 70% of our resources on the border, he stated. If we're apprehending 5,000 people, then we have about 50% of our resources on the border. Right now, we're apprehending 7,700 people every single day. 
That means only about 35 to 40 percent of our resources are on the border. Once that number goes up even more, once Title 42 goes away, we are going to be down to about 10 percent of our resources. That's got to make people living along the border feel real good, considering. Judd said he expects the number of illegals crossing the border to go up by the thousands. It's a minimum of 11,000, he explained, but we could see up to 16,000. It just depends on how the cartels go out and advertise their services. If the cartels are very aggressive in advertising their services, that number could go up to 16,000, but we will see a minimum of 11,000 people per day. Imagine having to deal with 11,000 people a day. The lifting of Title 42 follows the violent killing of, here we go, five last week in Texas. The suspect in the attack, 39-year-old Francisco Oropesa, an illegal immigrant who had been deported four times, according to an ABC source. He was deported twice in 2009, once in 2012, and again in 2016. Judd called out the White House press secretary, Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre, for not acknowledging Oropesa's immigration status during a press conference, but making the situation all about guns. Well, of course. And when, uh, and when I, I, it might have been Peter Ducey that was uh, asking questions of her, that she basically said, you know, he, he started to ask a question, uh, she answered it. He tried to answer or ask a follow-up question. Things didn't go that well, and she got all over him. But now, you know, that's that whole press situation, uh, as far as going to the White House and asking questions of the press secretary, is just a mess. We'll see how it all plays out. Food for thought and things to keep in mind as we wrap up this edition of The Daily Show. 89.3 KEYK Osage Beach, Missouri.